to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, this is episode number 196 with Anna Albrecht. Um, she's an incredible ultra runner living in Hawaii. And I got to say this right off the bat. If you ever just want to have complete uh, trail running envy, you should 100% add her Instagram account. Uh, it's Anna had a big day. And dude, Hawaii looks insane. Hawaii trail running looks absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. And the ridges that she runs uh, overlooking the ocean, like it's just mind blowing. Um, I'm super excited to share this podcast with you guys. Anna uh, has ran two 100 mile races in her life and both have been the Hurt 100, which is commonly known as one of the hardest 100 mile courses um and it's found in hawaii the pictures you see are just of these crazy roots and rocks and the trail looks super gnarly um her very first year running it as once again as her very as her first 100 mile race ever she got fourth place and the second year she won the whole entire thing uh, which is so insanely awesome um so in this episode we'll get into those stories uh but the thing that i appreciated more than anything um anna you can just tell from talking with her like her spirit kind of represents what trail running is it's the kind of like down for adventure free spirit uh you know, kind of kind of person that you find in trail running all over the world. And that's something that I actually have been thinking about lately. It's it's just funny how similar the attitudes about trail running are no matter where you go. And, you know, I've never personally I've never been to Hawaii and I've never ran these beautiful looking trails through the jungle there. Um, but that same like need for exploration, need for adventure that's the same spirit that that I find myself having when I go out for a trail run uh, in Colorado here. Um, that's the same spirit that you hear about from people on the East Coast, uh, wherever they are, whether that's Georgia or Maine, um, whether that's people I've talked to on the show in the Midwest. Uh, it's the trail running spirit. It's the people who are just out there looking for adventure, willing to get dirty, messy, maybe break a few bones, and Anna will get into that. <laughs> um to kind of fulfill this this part of their of their soul that just needs to be out in nature and moving through nature in this way and it's super cool and like i said when i was talking to anna i really got that vibe from her um you know i think it's you know it's funny asking people like you know about their trail running journeys because there's a moment where it just clicks into place and you realize like oh like i am like this is amazing i love this sport i love this feeling that it's giving me i'm gonna actually try to push even harder now to um see how far i can go and anna just lives that life and even leading up we recorded this about a month ago probably um but leading up to releasing it this week, just messaging her and she's like, oh, yeah, I went out for a 55 mile day the other day. I'm like, dang, that's so epic. That's so crazy. Like what an amazing adventure. Um, so. So, yeah, I'm super excited to share this episode with you guys. Um, it's all about Hawaii. We're all going to all of us who are not living in Hawaii 
are about to have some serious Hawaii envy, everybody. But all right, let's get into it. Uh, this is the Like a Bigfoot podcast number 196 with Anna Albrecht. All right, guys, uh, I'm here with Anna Albrecht, and I almost said Albright like right there. So sorry, <laughs> <laughs> like right after you said Nailed it, it. <laughs> Nailed it totally. Um, yeah. Like, I, first of all, I want to hear about trail running in Hawaii and, you know, winning the hurt 100. Like that's just mind blowing. Um, but I, <laughs> but we were just talking about this 350 mile race that you, uh, participated in. Um, can you remind me the name of that real quick? Oh, yeah, the Speed Project. Speed Project. Yeah, so can you kind of jump into that? Because that sounds crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, well, I've, I've been a part of it, like, two years now. The first year I was just crewing, and then the next year I ran it. But I ran it, it was two years ago, actually. I was about to run it this year, but then it got canceled. So not yes, last year, but the year prior I ran it. So, yeah, it's an it's an amazing event. I don't know. Um, their whole thing is, like, no rules. So, basically, like, you get your team, you get an RV, and all you have to do is get from Santa Monica Pier to the Las Vegas sign. And they, they have a recommended route for you, but you're not – you don't have to take it. So, you basically are just, like, running as hard as you can for – <laughs> like two days <laughs> until you get there it's epic <laughs> that's odd did you guys take the recommended route or did you make make one up no we took the recommended because it, it, it's pretty direct and then i don't know less to think about um and we had we had a team of six girls and i think our strategy was really awesome we did um we basically split up into three groups of two and then we did 5K segments for the most part. So we would do three 5Ks each, back to back to back. And then the next the next group of two would go. And then the next group of two would go. So you would run like three 5Ks back to back um, as fast as you can. And then you have maybe, I don't know, like a few hours to rest, to eat, and then you're up again. Um, and yeah, it's just, oh my gosh, I think that was more painful than like <laughs> running hurt for me because <laughs> you're just constantly like going as hard as you can and then you're stopping and then you go out and you do it again so my I swear I felt like my hamstrings were about to snap in half like it took me a solid at least mile to warm up and I'm only doing like three miles so <laughs> I couldn't like run normal for most of it it was crazy but that's where that was my first experience running kind of like an ultra distance and I guess like Jay said he saw when I like kind of caught the running bug and that's kind of where it happened was that speed project because I was just amazed I was like my my body was trashed like I was actually pooping blood like there was my my whole body was just so upset but then I, I would step out the door and I'd start running and my legs were doing like seven minute miles and I'd never run that fast and it was just insane. So I think that whole event really taught me a lot about just like the mind and how you can get past so much of that pain. 
oh, it's an incredible event. And then, and then, yeah, you just party in Vegas after the huge <laughs> pool party. <laughs> no, I was going to ask so about that. It. Yeah. Um, when you're with oh, yeah. like a team doing something like that, is that part of it too? Like you talked about, you know, proving to yourself how much you can do, but when you're surrounded by other people and they're all going through the same thing that you are, like, is that, are you drawing totally. like inspiration from, from your teammates? Oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, also like you don't want to let your teammates down. Like you don't want to be the slow one and then, um, or like not be able to finish your leg or something because someone else has to pick up your slack if that's the case. So that had a huge part and there's just so much adrenaline, you know, like when you, if you're like tagging off with whoever and they like come in flying, like you're just like pumped. You're like, yeah, I'm going to match that, you know? Yeah. So you're just, yeah, you're doing it for more than yourself. You're doing it for the whole team because everybody wants to be done. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're like, the faster we do this, the faster we all can right. get done. The faster we can, we can take a nap. We can have a beer. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> so champagne. <laughs> at the Vegas sign, too. Like, you have to do it at the sign. I have a oh, feeling. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> um, what? What? Like, what was your, you said that was, like, your running slash ultra bug, which obviously has just, like, exploded over the last few years. Um, before yeah. that, though, like, what were you what were you into before that? Um, oh, man. I've gone through a lot of phases in fitness. <laughs> um, I started, when I was younger, like, in middle school and high school, I ran track and cross country. Um, but then... I joined the Marine Corps like right after high school and I feel like while I was in I maintained my running just for like for the PT tests and stuff but I feel like I was like trying to get away from running because yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to like do different sports and stuff so I got into like I did CrossFit for a while and I really loved that um and then I did I did bodybuilding actually like 2017 I was I did a bodybuilding competition. Um, I got into like yoga and rock climbing, <laughs> and then what it was actually pretty much when I moved to Hawaii is when I started running on trails, um, and that was what that was after Speed Project. I'm trying to remember time, but. Yeah, after Speed Project, I just started, like, running more road, and then um, I ran my first half marathon. It was all very slippery slope. I ran my first <laughs> half marathon in July of 2017, and then I ran my first um, – it's not really a, an actual 50K, but they say it's a 50K. I ran my half marathon July. I ran a 50K that August, and then I ran the Honolulu Marathon in December – and then the following summer, I signed up for Hurt 100. Which is crazy. <laughs> like, I was looking at your ultra sign up, and I was just like, oh, the Hurt 100 is her very first 100 miler, which apparently is one of the, like, most difficult ones. So that's crazy. So when you did that half marathon, were you were you using that race to train for an ultra, or did you finish that? And you're like, yeah, I think I could do it. I think I can do an ultra. Oh, I, I didn't even think about doing ultras. <laughs> I was like, I was just like a bucket list thing. I was like, oh, I just want to, I, I was traveling over the summer and I saw that there was like a 4th of July half marathon in my 
like by my hometown and I was going to be in town. So I was like, oh, that would be a fun thing to do. And like, I got my mom to sign up for the 5k or something. And I was like, oh yeah, that would be a fun thing to just train for. And I think I trained for three weeks maybe. And I ran that. And then, yeah, but ultras were not in my, in my thought process at all. Like (laughs) I think I forget how it all happened. It just like happened so fast. Um, (laughs) When I moved out here, my coach, Alex, she lived here before I moved here. And she kind of, she told me about the Hurt Series race or something. And she's like, you should sign up for the 50K. And at first I said, no, I was like, no, I can't run that far. I'm not doing that. And then as it got closer, I got more comfortable on the trails and stuff. And I was like, okay, I could probably run. And I had a friend that couldn't run because she had something done so I ended up taking her her bib and I I ran my that 50k and it was super painful (laughs) I couldn't believe that I ran that far but yeah then the marathon happened and I just kind of realized that this year that after running the marathon I really I really just signed up for hurt 100 like six months later with no other training (laughs) I don't know that's some Everyone like told me it was a good idea. That's some like straight <laughs> confidence there. I guess so, or stupidity. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> They're kind of you know both you know kind of the same side of the go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, when you, I just like, is there any parallels between bodybuilding and ultra running? Like, um, is it the discipline side of it? I guess I could see. Like, I'm just trying to like figure yeah. out how that those two kind of connect. You know. I think definitely discipline and just, I think the mental aspect of everything, um, like, I don't know, bodybuilding was pretty miserable, to be honest. Like I was always hungry and very depleted. And if you would have told me to run three miles, I probably would have cried. Like I was not down. Um, but it teaches you so much about your body and just being in tune with it. Um, as far as food and like hydration goes and just energy and just the discipline of like, okay, I, I don't want to go lift right now. I don't want to do this cardio, but I have this goal. So I'm going to follow this plan and I'm going to achieve that, you know? Yeah. And I guess that helps with, with running and the, the way that Alex coaches, like, Oh my gosh, I thought she was going to kill me in the beginning. Cause she it's very like high rep work, um, like lifting wise. And I think doing like big sets in the gym helps mentally with running a lot because if you have like, let's say 20 back squats or something, yeah. you're squatting for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a few minutes and it's hard, but it's the same thing like with a hill, right? Like you're, it's, you're in pain, but you have to make it to the top. You have to finish your set. So I feel like that mental aspect of lifting um, has helped me in running. Yeah. Do you still lift and stuff? Oh, yeah. I Not as much as I used to. This is actually the least that I've lifted in a lot of years. But I still really enjoy it. Like, I just love that. I don't know. I love the burn. There's something <laughs> about it, too. Like, every once in a while, I'll do, like uh... – like an angry workout and I'll just put on like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so cheesy. I'll just put on like rage against the machine. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, here we go. And like, but I don't know. There's something about that too. That's like a completely, it's fulfilling in like a completely different way, I think. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. So no, I totally agree. That's interesting though. Yeah. Cause I think there's a lot of, 
like you mentioned, like the discipline of showing up every single day, being on top of nutrition every single day, and then applying that to ultra running mm-hmm. is really, really cool. And probably like, you know, helped you obviously find a lot of success. Um, I want to ask you just about trail running in Hawaii because I started following you on Instagram and like every picture in Hawaii, I'm like, dude, these trails look insane. Like no wonder you became hooked to trail running, you know? They're amazing. Like (laughs) I, yeah, the trails here are, I, so I honestly, I didn't start trail running until I moved here. So I've only, I've been trail running for, it'll be three years in July. Um, so I don't really have a lot to compare them to, but the trails here are just like, there's so much vert, like there's so much climbing. The trails are super technical for the most part, like rocks and roots and the ridge lines here are heavenly. Like, I don't know. I, I love, I love being on the mountains. Like, it's just so epic. Like the views are just insane. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I guess some people get some people don't like doing the ridgy stuff, but I love running ridges. <laughs> like it's so much fun. Is there something um, with like I don't know, for me if I'm running on I mean, I guess we don't have I'm in Colorado, so I guess maybe we do have similar ridge lines, but when you're running on something that you really have to be like completely focused and dialed into, there's something about like that just brings you back to the moment and you kind of just have this weird, like, I don't, I can't really describe it, but it's this feeling of like, you feel like every muscle in your body moving as one. Um, because you're like, if I don't do this, I'm going to possibly really hurt myself. (laughs) Right. I think it's, I think something like when I first started running, especially downhill, like, I had no idea what I was doing and I was really, I was really slow, but something just clicked that like, I, I realized like, I don't know. I have this theory. I don't, I don't know if it's real, but it's what I tell myself and it seems to work. But I just, I feel like, I feel like your brain knows, like it knows how to process the roots and it, it will tell your feet where to land kind of like if you just relax, um, but when you when you think too hard about it, it's almost like it slows you down because you're trying to calculate every single step. But if you just like trust your feet and trust your trust your head that you're gonna go the right place, you can just like zoom down and it's it's like relaxing almost because yeah. you don't have to think as hard. I don't know. I maybe that makes zero sense. No, I but. agree. <laughs> I always thought too because I started when I started. I was in Virginia and it was super rooty uh there too and like Mm -hmm. giant rocks and stuff um and i always just liked it because it it took so much focus because if i started just like Mm -hmm. thinking about something i was worrying about or you know something outside of running if i as soon as i started thinking about that kind of stuff i would trip and (laughs) land on my face and i was like this is like the trail (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like this is the trail teaching me to not worry about stuff you know to like clear yeah absolutely that's so beautiful too right (laughs) it's so awesome yeah but yeah is is that what drew you in kind of like is that what kind of hooked you yeah i think i think that like initially just the challenge of it like seeing how far that my body could go and like that just really amazed me and honestly i think like last summer is when like downhill running clicked for me and stuff and it just became 
so fun. Like I just, I fear, I feel like pure joy. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you're on Strava and there's or something, but a lot of people are like all about Strava segments or all this stuff. But like, I think like, I just fell in love with it. It's just so fun. And yeah, just that feeling of when people ask like, what do you think about when you run? Like, I don't. Yeah. I just, my mind goes blank and all I think about is like my steps and my breathing and I jam out to music, like everything just goes blank. So yeah, I feel like that's really what got me hooked. Yeah. And I feel like I've just, my love for it has just grown and grown since I started. Like I'm, I'm more hooked now than when I started. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to ask you like, is what you first, like what first drew you to ultra running? Is that like two to three years later, is that still like the same thing that gets you out on the trails every day? No. Okay. So what is it no, now? I, Good. How's that evolved? Yeah. Um, I think when I, I, when I started, it was more about the challenge and, and the distance and seeing if I could do it. And now it's, now I don't, I don't care about the distance. Like, especially now I'm not, I'm not really training for anything. Um, yeah. I'm just running because I love it. But yeah, instead of going out for a certain distance or a certain goal, it's just like, I'm going out for fun. Like I literally say like, Oh, I'm going to go play. I'm going to go play in the woods. Like that's how I describe my running. Like now it's just kind of my happy place. And I think, I think training for hurt this year was a lot different than training for hurt my first year. Like my first year was very structured. And this year was I had a certain amount of miles I wanted to hit, but it was just like, it was just for fun and like sanity mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It changed a lot for sure. That's cool. Um, when you're in Hawaii, what kind of factors do you have to take into account? So obviously like humidity, um, you know, like stuff like that, but it just, it seems like such an incredible place to go for a run and, uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of like bucket list place, you know, you're like, oh, man, that would be so cool to go there. But what what kind of things do you have to kind of like think about that might be unique compared to other places? Um, well, that's since this is kind of the only place I know it's hard. I don't have a lot to compare it to, but yeah. like Hawaii doesn't really have very much wildlife. Like we have hogs, if that's kind of what you're thinking about. Like we don't really have to worry about that kind of stuff. It's humid. So water is always I feel like that's always the biggest thing it's like oh I want to have this really big day but I'm going to run out of water so that's always like a big factor that you have to figure out is how you're going to carry enough water um and then yeah sometimes it's like trail conditions like if it's super windy or rainy like I broke my arm in December on a on a super slick no way Um, yeah like Five weeks before hurt, my I snapped both both bones in my wrist. <laughs> what? Um, how? Okay, yeah. so how do you handle that? Do you like? Do you just get up and run back to like your car, or your house? Well, yeah. I mean, I was so I was so bummed. It was like my last big big mileage week before hurt, and my last my last run of the week. It was a Sunday, and we were going to do middle ridge repeats, which that's the ridge that is like the back way up to stairway to heaven. Um, so it's like 10 miles round trip. And I don't remember the elevation gain quite a bit. <laughs> it's, it's a mountain. 
so we were going to do repeats on that and on our first our first round it was just really rainy and um i fell and i just landed wrong and i don't know i was like oh i knew immediately immediately i was like yeah my arm's broken i'm not (laughs) i'm not okay and i was like a half mile from the end of the ridge and then another like three and a half miles from the trailhead so just had to just had to walk it in (laughs) and went to the er filled the er with mud (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it was it was not fun and i don't know that's i think the arm the arm break sucked and then but i i like i was okay i was just like walking out of there you know how you kind of go into that like pain cave zone i was yeah. just like okay i just have to like keep moving my legs like don't think about the- every once in a while it was like really sharp but i just tried to ignore it and i was like i just need to get to the car get to the hospital it's all gonna be fine um and i was pretty like i feel like i was pretty calm and collected until like the surgeon guy came in after i got x-rays and stuff and i brought up that i had a hundred mile race in five weeks and just off the bat, he was like, oh, yeah, that's not happening. And I was like, um, and all my friends were there, and they're like, no, 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 he didn't mean it. Because like, oh, no. I just immediately, like, I broke down. I was like, that's all I have. Like, oh, I was so upset because that's, like, the only thing that I had been looking forward to for the past however many months. Um, Yeah. But did you go back? Fine. It all worked out. Did you go back after you won? And you're like, hey, man look what i just did <laughs> i did i i had well i didn't even tell him that i won though i didn't want to like <laughs> i didn't want to talk about it but i went in and he's like he's like how did it go and i was like i didn't fall on my arm and i finished he was really they he didn't want to take they ended up taking my hard cast off like a week early because typically they want it on for six yeah. weeks oh, okay and it was five weeks so I went in and he was like you know like this is not what i recommend but i understand like your decision if you want to do it i'll we can take it off and i was like well i just won't fall on it (laughs) and we took it off and it all worked out were you like hey man also don't look up the hurt 100 course specifically the section with all the roots don't look that up because you mean the whole thing yeah yeah, the whole entire the whole deal don't look that up man uh that's funny um what like First of all, did you in like after you got the hard cast on, did you still go out and train? Mm, I did. I think I gave myself like three days to just like be sad and mope. Yeah. Um, and just like not move it, and then, and then I mean, I was training, but it wasn't like ideal training. You know, like I I remember I, one day I just like could not stand being in my apartment anymore, and I was like. I can't watch I can't watch any more Netflix and I just like I walked I think 15 miles or something like I just went on a walk so I I just tried to keep my body moving as much as I could and then I started doing a lot of Stairmaster um, but it was hard because they didn't want me to sweat in my cast like I wasn't supposed to no excessive sweating and I am an extremely sweaty human. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't sweat lightly when I, when I start moving, it's like a faucet. Like I just drip everywhere. So I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. Um, but I had, I wore like a garbage bag over it for if it rains and um, yeah, I, I trained, but it was modified training. So 
I was pretty nervous going into hurt because I, I didn't, I mean, I had really solid training leading up to that point, but I didn't feel like my training was ideal since I had the whole arm thing. Um, but obviously it worked out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it actually <laughs> like played in a little bit mentally, like as like an advantage, you know, like after once you I, lined up at the start line and you're like, I guess I have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Do you think that helped out? I think that I, well, hmm. I think in the beginning, like the week leading up to the race, I honestly, it, it like rained all week. I didn't know if I was going to start. Like I was kind of waiting out the weather and I was like, if it's really, really bad is because that's what it was looking like. That it was going to be really, really wet and just slick. I was like, it's not worth it's not worth the risk of falling and having to get surgery and like starting the healing process completely over. But so like I had that in mind and then I was like thinking about my training and honestly, like I think the week before the race, I, I, I told my coach, I was like, I think if I was anybody else, like outside of my body, like I wouldn't expect me to finish because I just had too many things against me. Like I, I wasn't able to train. My arm was broken that's a tough course to do with one arm. Like there's a lot of stuff that you have to climb. And I just like, wasn't really sure, but I also, I had a really hard 2019 and like hurt is the one thing that kind of kept me going. I feel like it kept me, it kept, it kept me healthy. It kept me focused. It kept me working on myself rather than just like, turning into a blob or something i i went through divorce and everything it was just like horrible um but the trails were like my safe place and where i could just like feel happy um and i just feel like i went through so much and it would just be such a shame if i went through all of that and like overcame all of that with my running and then didn't even try to like attempt the hurt you know because yeah that's the only thing that kept me going. So I was just kind of like, you know, I can't not do this. Like this is, <laughs> this is everything that's kept me going. So it would just be a shame to put all that to waste. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so take us like, take us back a year before where, <laughs> when you signed up for hurt 100 as your very first 100 mile race. Um, oh yeah. uh like once you line up for that i I don't know how did the training go for that like did you have the confidence of like hey i'm taking on one of the hardest 100 miles and i'm gonna finish though even though i've never done this before like did you have that confidence or was it a little bit like hey like uh we'll see what happens i guess no i i went into it like i I'm going to finish, especially that first year. Yeah. I'm very stubborn. So it's, it's a great I was like, quality for I was ultra fully running. prepared. <laughs> I know I was, I was fully prepared. I was like, this is going to be the hardest, like two days in my life. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what my body's going to do. Cause I've never, I've never pushed it to do this, but I was a hundred percent set on like, I'm going to finish even if I'm crawling, <laughs> like just cause I don't know. That's just how I am with goals and stuff. Um, and honestly, I don't know. It was really hard, but I think I almost made it worse in my brain than it was in real life, yeah. which probably helped. Yeah. How so? <laughs> I was terrified. Like, how How was it not as bad as you, you know, were anticipating? Mm-hmm. 
I, I thought that I was going to want to quit. Um, like I, I was just very prepared for that moment. I was like, I'm going to come to a point that everything's going to hurt so bad. I'm going to want to quit and I'm going to have to work through that. And quitting was literally never, it was just never in my, in my headspace. Like I, it was, I just stayed very focused and I was like, okay, this is what I have to do to get to the next place. And I figured out I get super fun nerve pain sometimes and it shoots down my legs into my toes and it feels like I'm being electrocuted. Um, but it goes away. <laughs> I learned a lot. Um, and I don't know, like, yeah, I guess it, uh, I think I lost my train of thought. I, I didn't think about quitting. Yeah. Um, oh, but you asked what was harder or what wasn't or, as hard. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I you was, anticipate so much. Yeah. Right. I thought that, you know how, like, when you're climbing up hills and your legs are burning, like, I thought that that was just going to get progressively worse as the time went on. But my my muscles went numb, like, completely. Like, I didn't feel all of my pain was like structural. Like my, my knees were aching. I had horrible blisters. I had nerve pain and all that, but my muscles like felt fresh and that was incredible. Like I had no idea that was a thing. I don't know if that's a normal thing, but it has been for me. I think if <laughs> like you, after a yeah. while things go numb. Yeah. If you like, are hydrating properly and you know doing all the electrolytes and stuff i don't know i i think you're i totally can sympathize with you there because i've done races where my mm -hmm. muscles felt great but it was everything else <laughs> that not so much right yeah i was just very amazed by that because i thought it was going to be like muscular like you make you're putting your muscles through a lot but i was like i don't know my legs still fresh i can still run down hills and the only thing that was, yeah, my biggest limiting factor is usually my feet because I blister so much. Um, and then nerve pain when that, whenever that comes in, that usually slows me down quite a bit. Yeah. What did the last, <laughs> but, what did your last like 20 miles look like during that one? Oh, during my first one or my second one? The, the first one. Like, how do you, first of all, how do you handle not sleeping? Because I just feel like that would be a, just a whole new ball game to kind of like contend with. It doesn't really bother me. I think as, as long as I stay moving, um, like the tiredness doesn't really kick in for me. It just hasn't. I I'm sure. I mean, I say that watch like the next ultra I run, I'll get the sleep <laughs> monster and like fall asleep on the trail. I just, I mean, I haven't experienced that yet. Um, in any of my overnight stuff, like I just, it, I just keep moving and my body stays awake and caffeine. I mean, I was taking in caffeinated like tailwind and I think I did some coffee and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The overnight doesn't really bother me. Did you face any like really low points? Like not to the point where you were thinking you were going to quit, but like any kind of just low moments in that one. In my first. Hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the worst part for me was, let me think, I had a really good time until like my last loop was definitely the hardest. Um, and I still remember I was coming down Manoa, which is like still on the first leg of the last loop. And I felt one of my blister, I had a blister underneath my big toenail 
and I like kicked a rock and it popped and it was like excruciating. <laughs> I think I screamed. Um, and it was like every single step I was like, I started moving like really slow and my pacer Jack, he was, he was amazing actually. And he was like, okay, like, I know it hurts, but we can't do anything about it right now. So like, you should just try to jog, like, see if you can, you can get down. And once you get to the aid station, like fix it. And Oh, I didn't think I was going to be able to run. I, I, I had experienced that pain before in like the 55 miler that I ran before hurt. And it was at the, it was the last couple miles of the race. And it was the most, the most pain that I've been in. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, I still have like 15 miles to go with this pain. And I just couldn't even imagine. I, I just couldn't even imagine going through it, but I slowly started running and it just went, it just went away. Like it, it just numbness took over and I was okay. And then, then I, my nerve pain really turned up like in that last 20 miles too. And I, <laughs> I felt so bad for Jack. He was being such a team player because <laughs> I was literally like moving so slow and just screaming. Like I was literally screaming cuss words every step <laughs> because it was so it was like every step that I took down, I would get an electrocute, electrocution all the way from like my glute to my toes. And it was insanely painful. And I just like, I think I like sat down and just like cried for a little bit at the aid station. And then, um, then going uphill, it didn't hurt as bad. And then the last, something weird happened. You run ultras, right? You run, do you, have you done hundreds? Uh, I have not done a hundred mile yet. I'm still okay. like hearing these stories definitely makes me want to, obviously. I mean, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> I know I up. can. Yeah. I just, I'm like on the slow, like you just jumped right in. Like, you know, like, you know, when you're at a pool and there's the guy who's like slowly dipping his toe in and then like slowly getting yeah. in. That's what I'm doing basically. So I've done a couple fifties. I, I did the I stage race. In. Yeah. You just jumped. You just like dived in head first. Uh, but <laughs> no, someday maybe. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I've had in both of my hundreds, just this crazy, crazy feeling like in the last, the last maybe five miles that I, I just like put everything aside. I feel like I, can like elevate from my body I probably sound insane but really like I just kind of can almost like separate my brain from the pain and I'm just like you know what we're just not going to acknowledge it right now and then I was able just to like full send for the last like five miles I swear they they felt like some of my fastest miles of the entire race like that's amazing I could just like I, it's just like it's crazy I don't understand and I, then I'm just amazed and that's what kind of keeps me hooked like now I want to see okay so I, I was able to full send for the last five miles of my 100 miler what happens if I try to like flip that switch you know at 10 miles out or 20 miles out like can I sustain that um I don't know that's what I'm that's what I want to find out yeah. <laughs> how long can I hold that do you think your body like just gets used to the pain over the, you know, the amount of time it takes to do a hundred miler? Cause I mean, you're in pain for hours and hours and hours towards the end of the race. Like, do you think your body just kind of gets used mm -hmm. to it and then you can flip that switch? I think we have a threshold. 
I think there's a, I think, I think we have a threshold of pain that we can feel. And once you meet that threshold, it doesn't matter how much faster you move because the pain is going to, the pain is there. It's going to feel that way. It doesn't matter if you're running or walking, those blisters are going to ache. So yeah, I think there's, I don't know. I really feel like there's only so much pain that your body can feel until maybe you pass out. I don't know what happens past that level, but if you can, if you can make friends with that level of pain that you're feeling and just, just breathe in it and just live in it and push through it then, and just accept it, then you can keep pushing to go faster. I think. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. So, (laughs) Uh, I saw something else and I'm just trying to do the timeline here. I saw that and correct me if I'm wrong. You tried to run the perimeter of Oahu. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Was that, was that before the next hurt 100? Like when did that happen in all this, in the midst of this? That was about a year ago. So that was after my first, after my first hurt. So first hurt was in January, 2018. And then I think it was like May of or wait am i off january 2019 was my first hurt and then i think may 2019 so like about a year ago me and alex that was like a last minute thing literally the weekend before we were we were running and we're like you know what we should do next weekend (laughs) we should run around the perimeter um oh that was (laughs) that was epic but also miserable like i um road sucks first of all yeah oh Um, yeah and (laughs) i'm not a fan and it was just flat like it there's no like at least when you're climbing up mountains it kind of gives you a break to like use different muscles and stuff but flat you're just using the same thing and that week it was my last week of school so i had finals all week and i was like stressed i had a puncture wound in my heel (laughs) because I went to the beach and I stepped on a really sharp rock or piece of glass in the water. And it literally just like took a chunk out of my heel. My PS was super flared up. I'm making excuses for why I quit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I made it, I made it 102 miles and I called it. I was like, you know, I like, I felt like there was like stress fractures happening and stuff, but I definitely, that, that 102 miles, I think was harder for me than running hurt. Um, and I don't know if it was the mental preparation that I did for hurt. Like I thought about it so much and I had visualized so much and everything. And then this perimeter run was just like, well, let's go give it a shot. I wasn't, I wasn't super committed from the start. I think I was like, well, if I make it, I make it. But I, I think that's something I learned when I go into something like I have to be a hundred percent, I have to be a hundred percent in it or I'm not going to finish. And that's something that kept, I kept reminding myself of going into hurt this year, like with my broken arm, I was like, you know what, like this is something that could stop you. But if I let myself dwell on that, like, and think about any reason to quit, um, I'm not going to finish. So I just going into it like that, like a couple of days before I had to switch that mindset of like, am I running this or not to, Hey, we're doing this. It's happening. Um, and yeah, now I know like when I go into something, I can't, I can't be, I can't be so, so about it, 
but now I have to go back and do the perimeter because <laughs> I have to redeem myself. How many how many miles were left? <laughs> I mean, you're like, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't committed. I had a puncture wound. I mean, I made it 102 <laughs> miles. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. I didn't finish though. I had um about 30. I think like probably like 30 to 35 miles. Oh wow, left. that's significant for um, sure. Yeah, and it we were not moving fast. Like it would have been, a, it was a lot of hours left on my feet, um, and it was super hot. It was such a miserable time, but also really epic. I I definitely pushed past a lot of barriers during that run, um, and just like it's not trail. <laughs> like it's yeah. really hard to space out. And I ran it with Alex too, um, and I realized. I think I do better in ultras when I'm with myself because I, I space out so hard. I just go into this weird zone and running with her, it was super fun. And we had a lot of awesome laughs, but at the same time, it was kind of like we were constantly checking in with each other and talking about, uh, she's like, Oh, how's that puncture wound doing? Oh, how's your plantar, <laughs> plantar fasciitis? Like, how's that feeling? And that like reminding myself and thinking about stuff kind of it just makes it all worse where if I'm just in my own zone and I just ignore all those things then it's easier to hold off thinking about them yeah where you're (laughs) like oh yeah I do have a puncture wound I forgot about that yeah I was like thanks for reminding me yeah yeah I've been running with bad form for the past 60 miles (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling great (laughs) um when you're like so then hurt 100 this year showing up with a broken arm and you change your talk from uh like i don't know if i can do this did you change it to like the like the complete other end of the spectrum where you're like i got a broken arm like i'm a complete badass right now and like i'm out here running with a broken like i don't know i just see i could see you like making that flip and like that switch you know yeah kind of and well, I knew going into it, I was like, you know what, this is either going to be super epic and I'm, I'm going to do it and it's going to be really cool or it's going to be incredibly stupid and I'm going to end up back in the ER and I'm going to be getting surgery and I'm not going to be able to run for the next however long. But I was just kind of like, I, I was there for it. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do everything I can just to finish. And I, I was, I was very cautious. Like I didn't really... Um, I tried not to like send it down hills as hard as I would like to, you know, and just like stay, stay focused. So I, so I didn't fall. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a mind shift switch from the the couple of days before, like looking at the weather and everything and being like, yeah, I don't know, to just like, Hey, if we're in it, we're doing it. And the only reason I gave myself one reason to quit and that was if my arm is broken. Like if you re-break a bone, then you can quit. But other than that, there's no reason I should have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was the difference between the years? Obviously you have a year experience, um, under your Mm -hmm. belt at that point, but like, how did that kind of play into the, the race? Um, I feel like each race is very different. I think my first year was a lot. <laughs> I had a, I had a lot of fun. Um, not that this year wasn't fun, but it was like, I was really just in it to finish the year before. Um, 
and this year felt a lot more I, I was really just in it to finish this year as well, but it, it felt a lot more personal. Yeah. Um, last year it was just like something to something like, Hey, let's see if I can run a hundred miles. Let's see if I can do it. Getting third place. I had, I had no idea, no idea that I would like actually podium. Like that was not, that wasn't, I sure. Like that would be super cool, but that's not really a, a hard goal that I set for myself. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I had like dance parties in the woods and was just like, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And this year I also had, I had a lot of fun. I got, I ran the first like 50 miles with my friend Caleb and like we, we had a blast. We had dance parties and stuff, but I feel like this year I, I felt a lot more focused, um, especially in the later miles when I didn't feel like I was in a low, but I was just very focused. Like I didn't really want to mess around. I just wanted to get up and get down and get in and out of aid stations. And it, yeah, it felt very personal this year. Like something that I needed to prove to myself that I could like, that I can do hard things, you know, like broken arms, broken bones can't stop me. <laughs> and life circumstances can't stop me. Like it, yeah, it was a lot more, this finish was a lot more meaningful to me this year than last year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so you're, when you're coming into the finish line there and you know, you're in first place, like, what does that feel like? Insane. <laughs> I, I didn't, <laughs> I think, I think Alex last year, she was like, yep, Anna, you're, I want you to win her next year. And I just kind of laughed at it. I was like, I didn't think, um, I didn't think that was even possible. Um, but yeah, like it happening this year was, it was unreal. Like I didn't really know how to feel and it was just so cool. Cause I had all my girls there. Like, like my best girlfriends were all at the finish and they helped crew me the whole way. And it was just like, it really felt like a team effort. Um, and then my coach paced me in and everything. Like I just cried. <laughs> like it was very, it was very emotional and just like I, I, I can't, I still can't believe that I, I won. Like that's, I don't know, that's insane. I can't believe my body can do those things. But it was really incredible, a very incredible feeling. Yeah. So do you think that's gonna like carry over into whenever whatever your next event will be and obviously right now it's like all the races and competition stuff is on hold um mm -hmm. but do you think like the next time you're able to line up at a start line that's gonna kind of carry over into that um i don't know i think i'm competitive but i think i'm more competitive with myself than yeah. with like anyone else um so I, I think it, it's kind of scary because it adds extra pressure when like you're known for if people know who you are and they're like, Oh, you podiumed in this and whatever. Cause then people are trying to race you. But for the most part, like I, I do my own thing during races and it's very like, I really feel like I compete against, my, against myself. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to say I don't keep an eye on like where other people are in the race and where I'm sitting and like stuff like that. But I think I'm really excited for my, my next, I don't know what I'm doing next or when racing is going to happen again. But I feel like every time I, I push myself to those limits, I learn so much. And <laughs> I keep saying 2020 Anna, she runs up hills. So everyone <laughs> needs to look out because <laughs> 
I, I, I can, I mean, obviously I just started and I, I see so many areas that I, I think I'm lacking in and I think I have a lot of things that I can work on. Um, so I'm really excited. I've, yeah, I've been just trying to like gain more power and like run uphills. And so I'm, I'm a strong hiker. Like I, I like to hike uphills, but I've been making myself run up them and just like just learning new techniques in the trails and stuff. And I'm really excited to like put those things to the test and kind of see how I can improve and see if I can send it like instead of the last five miles, like I said before, like try, try to do that earlier towards the end of the race that kick it in a little bit more. Um, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm excited. I feel like I'm really just like getting started into it and I have a lot of things that I can still improve on. So yeah, that's really fun. That's awesome. Well, so right now, um, what are you doing? Cause you know, I have it too, where it's like, I do have this, I need a goal in the future and I need to mm-hmm. be working towards that goal. And then all of a sudden now it's like, okay, well I have to change what my goal is going to be because mm-hmm. you know, we're I, like, I'm not going to be able to like compete, I guess. Um, so right. h- how have you kind of faced that over the last couple of weeks? You know, I, I haven't even really had a goal since after her, I kind of let myself, I I feel like after a big race, I think some people get really pumped about it and start signing up for things. But for me, I just kind of let, I like to let it marinate and I like to wait until I feel like racing again to race. Um, So I don't know, I guess it, I, I like the concept of just like being fit to be fit and not necessarily having, not necessarily like trying to get fit for a specific thing. I love being in training mode. Like when I actually have something to train for and like really feeling like an athlete and focusing on all those things. But right now it's kind of, I'm having a lot of fun. Like (laughs) I'm just a, I mean, I'm training, I'm, I'm trying to build up my strength. I'm doing more like weightlifting and stuff, um, with my kettlebells in my apartment since the gym's closed, but I'm just kind of just like playing in the trails, just like having fun with it because there's, I mean, there's no reason to grind right now because there's nothing to grind for. So right now I'm just like taking this time to kind of fully enjoy everything everything that I love about trail running. So, I mean, I'll go up. I think me and my friend the other day, we did this super fun route. It, was, it ended up being 13 miles, but we were just going to go up for sunrise. We're like, oh, let's go see sunrise on the top of this ridge. And then we went up there and then we're like, oh, this trail goes there and this goes there. And we ended up being out for like seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, And I def- I did not bring enough food. I didn't even fill my water pack that morning because I was I was just going out for sunrise and it was gonna be a quick thing and it ended up being like all day, but it's just kind of and it didn't matter. Like it didn't matter if I did more miles than whatever was prescribed for that day, you know? It's yeah. just kind of freedom just to go out and enjoy everything and just like love <laughs> love on the trails and just be there. So yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, I think that's something I I'm I'm really trying for right now too is just like do it for just the fun. Like I mean it's the stress relief and the fun and mm-hmm. you know it, it feels and the air. Yeah, totally. Like you get out in fresh air the and air it and feels it feels normal. Like I'm like this feels normal right. like waking up and going for a run. 
because that's what I do. Right. Know? Just hold on to that, yeah, yeah, as long as you can until they take running away. Uh, I'm I'm just like, I'm looking at some of the trailheads here in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to shut it down. But I'm like... I know, that's how I feel. Yeah, I wake up, too. I wake up at... I usually go run at like five in the morning. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm running at five. Like I don't see anybody, you know, but right. You should be fine. That's why I've been trying to, and doing sunrise kind of gives me the day so I can still work on school stuff. Um, but I, yeah, there's less people out there and it's just nice. I love having the mountains myself. (laughs) Is it right out? Like, do you leave your front door? Do you have to drive somewhere? I can do either. I actually live. I'm. I'm literally a mile from the start of the hurt course. <laughs> um, <laughs> you could just go do so hurt. Like, you could I'll, do it just for fun. I could. I could just <laughs> go run hurt 100 real quick. I'd have to like drop a lot of snacks off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I have all those panelist trails basically in my backyard. That's um, awesome. And then other places like where I hiked this morning, it was like a 20 minute drive or something. So everything's pretty close. I mean, it's an Island, so yeah, yeah. you can only go so far. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> kind of like last question here, I have to ask this, you won a ukulele. So I have to imagine yeah. you're learning the ukulele right now with all of this time, right? Yeah, I have been playing. It's super fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, I looked at the Hurt 100 website and I was like, no way you win a ukulele. That's the coolest thing. I'm sure they make different prizes. And this one was actually like, that's probably the best gift I've ever been giving it given. It's like the, the wood that they made the ukulele out of is from Tanalis. Like it's from the mountain that we run around and, and the mountain in my backyard. So that's like very close to me. Um, and also I grew up playing guitar, so ukulele is pretty like easy to pick off, pick up if you know guitar. So it's been really fun to just kind of play around with, That's especially amazing. with all this time. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Hey, I also just remembered, so I'm from Iowa originally and you're a Midwestern as well. So I just like Minnesota. Yeah. Have you been back to Minnesota now that you're a trail runner? And if so, like, what have you discovered about Minnesota? Um, Minnesota is really hard to find vert. That's what I've discovered. <laughs> like, I realize how much I I take this place for granted because I could just walk out my back door and like run for an hour and get two thousand feet of gain. And Minnesota, I'll be I'll run like fifteen miles and I'll get like a thousand feet and I'll be searching for hills. But actually, I ran up in Duluth. Um, I really want to do the Superior One Hundred someday. I think that would be really fun. But I don't know. I think running in Minnesota makes me appreciate running in Hawaii more because it's so epic here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just know for me, like I didn't even realize like growing up in Iowa, I, I guess I just didn't even realize that there were trails available. Like if you look for them, I'm like, Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. there was, there's this amazing place. It's like 10 minutes from my mom's house where I grew up and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like obviously I knew that was there, but then I would go out and go running on it and I'm like, Oh, this is just a completely mm-hmm. different experience. So yeah, I had right. to bring that yeah, up. Midwestern pride. Out there. <laughs> yep. I feel like people in Midwest, the trails out there, you're definitely running a lot more than you're running here because here you get, there's a lot of 
steep hills that you get a pass on if you want to hike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. over there, it's all like rolling hills, so it's a lot. You feel a lot more like a runner, I think. Yeah, totally. Out here, I just feel like a mountain explorer <laughs> more than a runner. That's awesome. Well, Anna, where can people kind of uh, follow your your running adventures if they want? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Anna Had a Big Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Because um, I love big days. <laughs> um and yeah that's probably that's the best place and then i'm also on strava just anna albrecht that's where all my runs go and i i like to take a lot of pictures too so i usually post some pretty cool gopro stuff on oh, that's cool. on my strava that's awesome that's awesome well anna thank you for coming on the podcast and uh yeah, yeah like i you. would definitely like i would love to have you back on at some point after you know whatever crazy epic thing you do next so <laughs> For sure. Just let me know. Nice talking to you. Yeah, thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this week's show. Uh, gigantic thanks to Anna for coming on the podcast, sharing the stories, you know, getting me excited about going out and, and trail running because I think probably a lot of us can relate right now. We are, if we are still trail running, which hopefully you're able to still get out and go experience uh your local trails but we all are staying close to home um so the trails that we're going out and experiencing i guess i can't speak for anybody except myself but the ones i'm going out and experiencing are a lot of the ones that i just run day to day these are my training training courses right um and you know i'm trying to be responsible go out super early in the morning avoid people all that stuff um which i highly suggest you do um Maybe this will be a good time to like start a new habit of waking up early and uh, getting out there. Because I know for me, when I go out and run kind of the local mountain, uh, I don't see anybody until maybe the last like 100 yards, <laughs> just based off the time of morning I'm going. Um, uh, that being said, these are the trails that, you know, I've been on many, many, many times. So these are the ones that are harder to get excited about. And I was talking to a buddy um, recently and we we're just talking about how the, like when you go out for a race or you're traveling somewhere and you're going to explore new areas, like these are the runs that you get super excited for, right? The training runs that you're like super stoked. Um, the ones for me personally that are the absolute hardest is when, I wake up and I'm just like, oh man, I'm supposed to run six miles today. I got to go do this like hour on this place where I've been many, many times. And, and those are the ones that are hard mentally to like get pumped up for. Um, but recently I've been trying to like narrow my focus. I think I've been talking about that. Um, and so I'm trying to not, not only just find new trails in my area, cause there's a whole bunch and probably wherever you are, they're probably some places you have you have yet to explore within you know uh you know within your neighborhood or your the local area um but also i'm like oh man i'm trying to like see new animals like take in new views or you know just appreciate a sunset a sunrise like appreciate a really cold day appreciate a really warm day just like the differences that happen in this uh same place that you've been many many times um it's just it's interesting how much that the place you know 
no days the same. You could run the same trail, but no runs the same, no days the same. Uh, so that's what I've been trying to do. Um, and like I said in the intro, I just really appreciated Anna's willingness to just go out and have an adventure, go out and explore because when you cut all the stuff away, like stuff, you know, all the things people talk about with running that I personally am not interested in. So like types of shoes, training plans, uh, <laughs> nutritional talk, things like that, which I do appreciate from time to time. Don't get me wrong. Um, but when you cut all that away, what is trail running about? It's about this sense of exploration, the sense of adventure, the sense of getting out and moving your body through nature. And when you strip everything else away and that's what you are focused on, like that is, that is just something that just brings me so much joy and so much gratitude in my life. And that's kind of why I started the show. Like I want to share that with people. I want people to go out and experience that. And maybe like, you know, obviously what I'm passionate about and my hobbies might not be the same thing as your hobbies, but you know, it's that I just, I just think like adventure just brings so much to people's lives and whatever adventure may be, um, you know, it might not be trail running. It might be something completely different, but it brings something to your life because it's this idea of like going out and just experiencing the world without really knowing what the outcome is going to be, but also knowing that you can handle any obstacles that are thrown in your way. And I really think a lot of this conversation kind of exemplified that idea, which is super, super cool. Um, like I said, dude, go on Instagram right now, follow her account. It's Anna had a big day. You're going to be inspired just by the, uh, the absolute beauty of Hawaii, you know? Um, that place looks just, those trails look gnarly. <laughs> those trails look, uh, terrifying, but in like a really fun, exciting way, if that makes any sense. Um, it's just like, it looks like the edge of cliffs. Um, but you're looking over the ocean like, oh man, someday dude, when we're allowed to travel again at some point, Hawaii is for sure on the bucket list for me. Um, but yeah, guys, I guess that wraps up the show. Um, I've been staring at a computer screen literally all day because teaching remotely means planning stuff online. Uh, and I used <laughs> I used teaching remotely as a uh, we're teaching geology. So I used it as an excuse to go hiking with my kindergartner uh, earlier this week for a couple of days so we can make like a geology video um, for my students. But really, it's just an excuse to get outside and go explore. And even during that, like I found some places I'd never been to that are 10 minutes from my house. So, um, so yeah, I guess like that was like me and my daughter creating a little mini adventure um, as an excuse to get out there. So, so yeah. Oh, I guess what I was trying to say is I've been looking at a computer screen all day today. I'm worn out by it. It's crazy that that can wear me out almost more than a super long trail run but it does and my eyes are tired so i'm gonna put a pin in this one uh come back next week if you're an ultra running fan next week is going to blow your mind we're talking with pete kusselnick um and we had pete on probably like two years ago maybe a year and a half ago um 
so we're going to talk about two big topics here. We're going to talk about across the years, six day race and Pete ran over 400 miles, which is bonkers. Um, but even more insane than that, he pushed a stroller from Kenai's Alaska to Key West, Florida, uh, and ran upwards of 50 miles every single day on his journey, which sounds like an adventure of a lifetime. So, uh, that'll be next week's show. So come back for that and hope you guys have a good week. See you then.